Welcome to The Chase. The Chase is a white arc podcast aimed at specifically giving you an insight into what makes great leaders and entrepreneurs in a variety of organisations tick. We call them Chiefs. My name is James Chufatelli, and together with my White Arc co-chief, Joe Hands, we're going to attempt to take you on a journey and talk to as many chiefs across as many industries as we can to give you an insight into A, what makes them tick, and B, what makes their enterprises thrive, and more importantly, what they've learned along the way. The Chiefs. So this week on The Chiefs, I've got a very, very good friend, James Kirkwood, welcome to the Chiefs. Yeah, good afternoon where I am. Yeah, James is in a beautiful part of uh, Canada. You can't see him, but I can see the beautiful mountain backdrop that he's got, and I am somewhat envious. So James is the founder and director and all things Kirkwood Consulting. He's got an incredible story that I've been fortunate to, to, to be a part of. He's just an amazing individual and leader, personally and professionally, someone that I'm really excited to explore a little bit of his journey through this Chiefs podcast. He's a person who's got always had a keen eye for business growth. He's helped so many businesses through his consulting. He's, you know, through various go-to-market pricing, brand strategies. You know, he's worked in advertising and he's a guru in that space, was for many, many years, project management, you name it. James has done it. He's currently based in Vancouver, Canada. His origins, I'm with a smile on my face telling you, are from Sydney, Australia, Bronte, in fact but he's a man who's uh, seasoned around the globe. So, James, welcome to the Chiefs. And I always open up with the same question. And the question is, tell us a little bit, what's your story? Tell us about what you do. Well, thanks for the intro, James. And look, what I do is I work with growth-minded leaders that really want to accelerate their business and scale it to another level. And I sort of utilise all the experiences that I've had and sort of help them along the way. And what the, the common theme with all that would really be that they really tend to be super operational within their business and they just can't imagine how they can step back and, and scale their business even higher. So I help them do, do that. And tell me, because it's such an amazing story, you get to work with such a variety of businesses. Anyone who hasn't had the opportunity, jump on James's, either his LinkedIn page or on his website, and you'll see the amazing experiences he's got. What do you love most about what you do? Oh, it's got to be the people. Um, that's what attracts me. Too, because the type of people that I choose to work with or choose to work with me, they're all have that growth mindset. They're really looking to be able to do things that they haven't done before. They're they're change agents. They're they're ready to to, to make things happen. So it's quite an exciting when, when they get me involved, it's an exciting process where they're they're usually feeling a little bit maybe overwhelmed with where they're at or what they want to do. And they just need some clear vision as to where they're going. I love it. What I've loved about James, and I've known James for, I don't know, 20 plus years, he always makes the complex sound very, very simple. So tell us a little bit, James, because you've got an amazing journey, right? So, you know, a senior in the advertising space, executive leader, and probably one of the biggest organisations in Australia at the time, James and I worked alongside one another. And, you know, tell us about your journey to, you know, running your own practice. You know, what were some of the highlights? Look, it's a, it's a bit of a long story, but it started, you know, I've, I've had three businesses of my own and I started as a musician and it grew into a business and I started to find out that I really love the business side of the entertainment industry. 
And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was learning as, as I was going and I was making mistakes as I was going. And I would learn and pick up the pieces and keep going. And it wasn't until I joined the corporate world where I realized that there's actually structure to making businesses work well. And, you know, the training that I received during that time with the corporate in the corporate world was really helpful. It really changed everything for me. And, and I really became passionate about the people around me, the way businesses progress, how they're structured, how they get, you know, at that time with my own business, when I stopped my business, I had 45 people. When I joined the corporate world, their sales force alone was over a thousand people. So the concept of, you know, how do you get a thousand people all on board facing the right, same direction, making things happen? That is really quite exciting. It's such a good analogy. And I, you know, for different reasons, we've got similar stories, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. That training and that vocational learning that we got in that corporate sense was so pivotal and so able to be applied back into business. Have you found that? Oh, everything in, like it's, uh, things don't change. People do, do things a little bit better than they did before, but the same skills are required same leadership capabilities are required. And, you know, the, all the people that I work with there, it's, there's a similar story of they don't really have a business background in the way of learning how to do business. They're where I was when I finished my own businesses. So to take them on a streamlined journey to where they want to get to and to see how that evolves is really, really quite exciting. And for them, they, they just usually, I remember when I first started off my own consulting business, you know, I had, I had six month contracts because I just thought that was the thing that you did and I needed that stability. But when I realized, you know, after the first few years that I still had all the same clients that I started with, nobody was going anywhere. And I thought, well, you know, that six month contract, that might be a deterrent. So I don't have any contracts at all anymore. So I just say, work with me. And when you're not happy, stop working with me. And, you know, some of my clients I've had for seven or eight years, and some of them just bring me in for three months of the year and then I come out, or sometimes they just bring me in to facilitate their strategic planning sessions once a year, but I've become part of their leadership team. And in this remote world, so my vision was really to be able to service as many businesses remotely as possible so I could get to the biggest reach I possibly can. And the challenge to that was really getting people comfortable with dealing with Zoom, making them feel that they're not going to be intimidated by the technology and getting them to believe that a virtual world can be a better world than in-person. And I've really spent a lot of time getting having digital tools that I can use. And look, COVID has really helped this whole transition because it's educated everybody not be intimidated by it. So I've got a digital whiteboard that I do. I'll have strategic planning sessions with leadership teams that are spread out over the country, and they'll all be on the same digital board, moving post-it notes around all the same time on that digital board. And it's much more interactive than if you were in a room, in a boardroom, sitting at the table, watching somebody point the finger at a board. It's uh, much more entertaining and productive, and you get things done quickly. And you think about some of the amazing collaboration tools that exists now, you, you're right. You actually can actually use it to your advantage. I mean, where, you know, if you had to get five people from five different geographies and locations around the globe in the same room, that might take weeks, maybe months, right? Whereas this way, you can do that 
pretty much every day daily, right? Yeah. And those full day strategy sessions, they never, they, they don't take that long online. Take half a day. At least you split that time. And people show up on time. You don't have to make them a cup of coffee. You know, the meeting finishes at the same time and they only have to dress from the bottom up. You know, I've, I've got a confession to make, James, JK, for everyone listening to this, uh, I call James JK, so if I cross-reference every now and again, that's where <laughs> that's coming from. But I have got a confession to make because there'll be a lot of our clients from White Oak on this going, hey, I've heard James say that before, so my confession is I've taken it from JK and the, the confession revolves around the reference you made a few moments ago to where you used to take six-month contracts and, uh, you know, where I'm forever telling people, hey, you know, I'm not that interested in time i'm interested in outcomes and the value and the growth it's going to deliver for your business for those listening that's i should be paraphrasing it and referencing james kirkwood so thank you to you (laughs) (laughs) i I felt that was important james you you touched earlier on leadership and i say this sincerely as a friend as a colleague you're one of the greatest leaders i ever worked alongside i learned so much from you but when you sort of break down leadership there's so many things that make up great leadership and you know for you what are the important themes and uh, how can someone who might want to be a great leader sort of, you know, what are the sort of things they can do to become a better one? Yeah. The, um, I think when I first meet up with a, with a client, I really try to understand what success looks like for them. What are they trying to achieve? What's the, what's the outcome? And not to be looking what, you know, what the problem is today, but, but look at the bigger picture. Most leaders, well, most people that are in leadership roles, the only leadership skill they have is that they tend to be the one responsible for guiding the ship sort of thing. So they don't have an understanding of what their the characteristics that they have are and how to develop them. So I do this really great exercise that I, I learned from my mentor on identifying leadership styles. And they're either, um, you know, they're commanding or they're pace setting or they develop their people or they unify their people or they inspire their people. And any great leader has all of those aspects within their skill set, but they will have a dominant one. So do they know how to manage it and recognize when they need to shift and have that equal that equal representation of each of those characteristics? And you're a good example, whereas you can manipulate, manipulate might be the wrong word, but you can manage your own skills and characteristics to be able to suit the situation so you're i mean you're naturally a great people person anybody that's met you before it w- would say that to you and they feel very comfortable with you and it's because i think you're you're very in tune with yourself and you know how to what needs to be done at the right time and it makes people put down their guard i guess would be the so i think to, to answer your question about you know the characteristics that you look for it's one of those styles, which and, and how do you manage them? And in your leadership team, do your leadership team understand what their go-to leadership style is? Because when things get really tough, that's what they're going to lean on and that's what they're going to do. So they need to be aware of that and be able to manage that because although you need to have all these styles, you can't just have just focus on one. You need to be able to move it around. Yeah, I think it's a really good and insightful bit of advice. And I think about actually all the clients that you work with, Uh, Similar with us, I think at the opening, you said that a common thread is that a lot of great leaders, especially those who have founded their own businesses, can be very operational. It's you can see how they become fairly operational to step away from that and sort of have a look at your own self almost as a reflection and look at the bigger picture. It's a real difficult skill or leadership quality to take on board. So I think that's 
really strong ad- advice from you. So I did promise James that the, this podcast would only be 20 minutes. And I'm conscious that uh, whenever James and I, I talk, I can talk to him for hours. But James, if you were to sort of look back on your career and talk to a young James Kirkwood, so, you know, a musician who's suddenly fallen in love with the business side of, of his business and, you know, employing 40-plus people, what advice would you give to yourself, to a young James? I'm not suggesting you're uh-huh. old. <laughs> Yeah, my without a doubt, get a coach. Oh, you know, don't don't try to do it without a coach. If I had done that, things would have happened so much smoother for me. I would have saved so much more money, a lot more time, and I'd be an owner of many more businesses. I think the other thing that that I I wish I had done at the time was just think bigger. Don't limit yourself to what you're thinking now. Think of you know what's your vision now. And then what does it look like if you 10 times it? Because that's what you can do if you if you have a coach or else you're just going to focus on what you can get done today. Yeah, I love that. I think uh, th- think bigger and uh, get a coach. And then never a wise word. And as a young human being come up, you, we've almost been taught, you know what, let's just have a crack, let's do it my way. But in fact, that's probably where you need the wisdom more than anything because that's when you're mm. developing your skills, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's one of those things too that when you're a leader in a or a leadership role and you're surrounded by people that are that are reporting to you, you, you don't really have a safe place to say crazy things. Yeah. You know, like if you've got a crazy idea, it's it could come across as being a little bit unpredictable as a leader because people want to hear solid direction. So when they have a coach, they can really bounce some crazy ideas and get a feel for how that sounds out loud. And that I find really helps some of the people that I work closely with because they just have that camaraderie with me where they can feel quite safe to experiment a bit. Yeah, and I, look, I, and for, for those listening, again, I've experienced that firsthand on both sides with JK, and it's true, right? I mean, the, with that coach, you have that safe, safe place almost to go. It's, like, it's almost like having a hitting partner that you can, yeah, you can miss uh, some shots. It doesn't matter when you're on the practice court. You, you'd rather miss yeah. them with your coach than what you, you, you miss them in the reality of commercial business. So I think that's a great, great analogy. So, James Kirkwood, I have one more question that I'd like to ask you. What's one word that you would use to describe James Kirkwood? Uh, growth-minded. I think that's a hyphenated word. So <laughs> <one> word. <laughs> and, and you know what? You, you have always been about growth. I can remember circa 2006, seven. it was probably maybe 2008, every Wednesday night in Pitt Street in Sydney, I was attending a growth-minded workshop with probably about 40 of the uh, the nation's uh, top-line advertising agents who reported to James, by the way, and it was all about how we could actually help businesses in the corporation James and I were working with grow. So this man has always had a growth-minded mindset, and I think it's a perfectly hyphenated word to describe you. James Kirkwood, yeah. you're an absolute superstar. Thank you for being our resident chief. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, uh, are you comfortable? I will push them to your LinkedIn page, your personal website, and I won't ask you to give your mobile uh, or your cell number out on this uh, Chiefs podcast. <laughs> no, LinkedIn is definitely the best channel to um, to contact me on. I'm quite, quite active on LinkedIn, and uh, I will respond to anybody that uh, puts their hand up. And I can't recommend this man more highly. Thank you, James Kirk. We'll give my love to Shannon and enjoy that background. Will do. Thank you.